All right, guys, welcome into Valuable Coaching. Um, Kevin and I are here today just kind of talking about um, high school sports. We were discussing it before we got on, and um, we're excited here in California, um, San Diego area. Sports are getting started, and, you know, Kevin's really dialed in on the, the volleyball scene because he's a head coach for the boys team at Bishops High School, and he's an assistant now for their girls varsity team as well. And so um, I just wanted to let him kind of start off and, and let us know what he's seen so far as, as to how – um, how they're trying to get, you know, volleyball and, and other sports going here down the Southern California, San Diego area. Yeah. Uh, thanks for this great idea, coach miles. And, uh, you know, I think it originally started with football and, you know, I can't speak specifically the ins and outs of that. I was just on the outside looking in, but football kind of got it together. And then, uh, all of a sudden, it, it was just cool, and it, you know this, and our viewers know this in the volleyball community. We have extremely intellectual coaches. We have driven coaches in this country, and it was just really, really cool that a, um, a bunch of high school coaches, uh, the high school coach at Ramona High School, the coach Dave Savage over at Sage, um, they really spearheaded it, and they, they wrote a ton of emails and got us all on Zooms, and we just got to talk, you know, all these – and what's unique about San Diego, I think, is there's so many districts. There's the Poway District, there's the San Diego, there's the uh, Grossmont District. Then you got the private schools, you know, the Bishops and the Pacific Ridge. And it was really cool to see them come together. Uh, it's pretty wild, though. I've been to a few high school practices already, and it's just like, fasten your seatbelt, put on your helmet, and let's go. But, um, you know, it's funny, too. You learn something every day. The, it, I, it, I believe the Ramona head coach that always all great roads lead to Pacific. She, uh, I think she played for Pacific for John Dunning and she's, uh, she's spearheading this. So um, that's kind of cool. So I, I think we're going to get, I hope a season it's for girls. I think it's only going to be like 30 days and real quick. I think the boys will get a little bit lengthy over a season because they missed their season last year and you know, this year. So. Yeah, I mean, I know out here in East County, people were so excited to get started the minute they heard it. Um, I know high schools like Valhalla, the, the day basically that they said they could start, they had people in the gym. And um, I was getting messages because I had been the JV coach at Steel Canyon. And um, I had people messaging me like, well, Valhalla's back already. Why aren't we in the gym? And um, it's just like there's so many logistics. I think, I think uh, this also lets us realize kind of why sports are spread out throughout the year because there's just not enough space for all these sports to be happening at one time. And like you said, it's, it's hectic. People are bouncing all over the place. And, um, you know, depending on your high school setup too, um, the amount of space you have makes a huge difference. You know, if you got two gyms, you can make, maybe make this work. If you got one gym, you know, you're cramming girls, volleyball, you know, maybe badminton or gymnastics, um, basketball, girls and boys, basketball, boys, volleyball, you know, they all got to try and find their time. And so it's just, uh, it's pretty wild, but it, it is exciting. Um, and I hope it, it can, you know, I hope it can happen. Not, um, you know, mainly for those, especially those seniors who, you know, yeah. will have completely lost out if they miss out on it. And, you know, some of those boys who missed out last year would miss out on it completely for, you know, the last two years. So hopefully we can make it happen. Well, also too, to count in their JV and freshman teams. Right. So like you're naming all those teams, they also have JV freshmen. And yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I can speak on behalf of kind of the private schools in North County, but 
I did talk to the Bahala coach. I know what they're doing at Bahala, but have you had any, uh, heard anything down in the, you know, uh, East County schools, what they're doing for testing? Cause I know that that's been a buzz going around that these student athletes have to be tested and then they have to, and then they have to clear before they can play, which is a daunting task at the high school level. Yeah, no, I mean, I haven't really heard that. I just, it definitely seems like, you know, you kind of have to take the big leap into having practice and then creating a schedule and then they're kind of going from there and, you know, whatever they're told, yeah. I think they'll try and meet those criteria. But, you know, I think the biggest step was just to let people know that, Hey, we want you out here. We want to make a team. And then, you know, we'll figure out from there. You know, the, one of the last updates I got was just whether, how they're trying to figure out, you know, spectators. Cause you know, frankly, high school sports is obviously a lot different than even college athletics where, you know, if you're on a freshman team, you know, your, your parents are bringing you there and they're not going to just go sit out in their car while you play your match. That, that's just not really the way it works. And, and especially for girls volleyball, the parents are extremely involved. Um, I haven't been around boys volleyball as much, but I know as a player, when I was in high school, you know, the crowd size is definitely not as big. And, you know, sometimes that even included parents, but, um, you know, so I, I think that's another big hurdle too, is just how do you allow the parent, yeah. you know, if, if at very least the parents to get in there, but you know, it, it's also a point of pride for the schools. You, you oftentimes want to be able to allow students to get in there and watch too and see their friends. So how do you find a balance yeah. of that and can you make it work? Well, the meeting I was on last night, uh, some of the ADs are really dialed in like East County, North County, and it's uh, the public schools are finding universities that have tested and what they're doing and they're encouraging other schools to do it like they're doing, which is cool. So there, there's a lot of great leadership going on that I can see when I'm on these like coaches meetings that I have to attend. Um, the private schools, many of them are already doing it. So I believe that they'll be fine uh, to answer your question or, you know, to chime in on your uh, fans. I've heard a lot of things and that's, what's so fascinating about San Diego. It's, it's very unique. It's a huge, huge area, but in volleyball, we're so connected from Poway to San Diego to the privates, to East County, all us coaches are friends. We all work together and I heard that some districts and some programs are like yeah we're going to let at first we're going to let two parents per student athlete I also heard some schools were like absolutely not we're not letting them in we're not going to control like if it's a soccer game if they're standing outside the fence looking in but we're not letting them on campus I think that there's hope if this continues to go down the road we can get some fans in the stands you know and spread them out with mask on but uh it's very interesting to me coach because i feel like the ncaa had a really long time to plan for this and the basketball and there's a little bit more funding in that you know yeah. a big high level ncaa um and this friday apparently they're coming out and they're like kind of reconvening and some coaches are preparing, sadly, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but some coaches are prepared um, that they'll just say, no, we can't do this, you know? And if a, a district like San, San Diego 
school district, if they say no, that's really hard for all these other schools to pull this off because there's so many schools in the San Diego, San Diego. And then on the private school side, you can't run just a private school league, in my opinion. You may be, but I don't think you're really allowed to because um, you, th- you need things to be equitable, you know, and fair. And you can't just have the private school kids playing in a league and no one else. So I still yeah. don't think we're out of the woods yet. You know, we'll, we'll see, you know, but yeah, we are practicing. That's a good thing. Yeah. No. And, and again, I just, I know how excited, you know, kids were and, and um, families were to, to hear that it was back. And so, you know, I just, I hope for their sake that, uh, they can make it work. Uh, I hope too, that some people will be brave enough to say, Hey, you know what, we, we got to try and do everything we can to make this happen. Cause these kids really, you know, they, they deserve this opportunity. And um, I think we, you know, I think there's, it's been shown that, that it can be done safely. You just have to be smart about it and allow people some choices around how, how they make, you know, those decisions. So one thing though I'm excited about is I think coming up, you know, you're really dialed in on the boys side and, um, we both can kind of explore the, the girls side of San Diego volleyball and we'll see how it goes this season. Like you just said, um, you know, it's a quick season. It's going to be, you know, maybe eight to 10 games at most probably for a lot of these teams, but we're going to kind of start talking about the, the top schools in San Diego County and, and giving some rankings and, and talking about those schools. And, um, hopefully we can talk to some of their coaches and, and maybe even some players too, and get their take on, on, you know, why they're being successful, but um, I know that's something I'm looking forward to that we're going to start trying to do. Yeah, I think it's a good move. Uh, it was your idea. I dig it. And uh, I think everyone's a winner in that. I think to be brutally honest, I think San Diego and I'm a San Diego guy now, I, I think we're maybe a step or two behind like, you know, Orange County and Redondo, you know, area and those, and not, and don't get me wrong. We have very talented kids. They go play D1, but generally when we go play those teams, they get the best of us. Not in all cases. Um, so I think any exposure that we can just kind of highlight teams, highlight rankings. And then I think it'll be fun too, because we may be wrong on some of them, you know, and that's the beauty of rankings. And, um, but yes, I, I, I'm also excited too to um, talk about those division four, division five teams if we can, the powerhouses that are just, you know, I love those teams that I see at those divisions and they're up and coming and you can see maybe they hired a new coach and, um, you know, because sometimes a lot of the open and division one programs get a lot of the love in the rankings and hopefully we can spend some time highlighting um, some of the other divisions too as well. Yeah, I think a lot of times, especially for boys volleyball, it, you know, the size of your school or the, the division you're in doesn't necessarily matter. I think a lot of times um, it just matters who you get to show up to play and, and how good your coach is. And um, you can compete with with almost anybody. Um, you know, it can be tougher on the girls side because, I mean, I, I don't know how many boys you've seen try out for a high school team. But I mean, on the girls side, you know, for freshmen and JV, you might have 60 girls trying out, but, you know. I know even just trying to run a small team through my middle school, you know, it's hard to scrape together eight or nine boys that, that even just want to play, let alone whether they've played before or, um, you know, have any skill level that, that, you know, that you have to work with right off the bat. So, um, yeah. So I think that's a cool dynamic of, of, you know, the boys side for sure. 
Well, what's fascinating, um, I believe, and they didn't, I've, I've been involved in the San Joaquin section up in Stockton. I was a high school athletic director up there. And then I've been involved in the Southern section uh, when I was a high school student. One thing I really dig about San Diego is we are our own section. So when we do championships and stuff, like we're a big enough area where we just all do it. So why I like that is we have different divisions. We have different championships. A lot of these coaches, like I said, know each other from the East County, from North County, the private schools, whatever. And how they do it, it's so cool. Like traditionally back in the day, like a school like Bishop's where I'm at, we only have 200 boys. So I'd be in division five every year. And right now, to be honest, if I was in division five, chances are pretty high that we would be in the finals every year or winning it every year, which is cool. But what they do is they have that sliding scale every three years. And if you, and Bishops and Pacific Ridge and schools like that, that have smaller enrollment, but they have a lot of kids that play club. We're right on that fringe of division two, division one. Once you get in division one, you're, you can qualify for the open. So my point is, it's like, if you plan on being a high school coach at a school for a while and you plan on building something special, you can really just go up those rankings where like in NCAA, you're the division, you're the division of what you are. Like that's what you are. And also in other sections of CIF, it's the same. Like yeah. you just, it's based on enrollment and San Diego doesn't do that. I think it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. It was something that was completely new and, to me. And I, I think it's, I think it's a great way to do it because I went to a very large high school, but we were more rural um, and we didn't have a lot of opportunities for club and, and even like AAU sports for basketball and some of these other things. If you did, you know, it, it took some money and it took some extra driving and some extra resources. And so not everybody even had that opportunity who maybe um, would have wanted to take it on. Um, and so, you know, but you're always division one um, and you never got moved down or up depending on how, well your team was doing so you know for certain sports it didn't matter but for other sports it certainly did and I I thought that was awesome when I first got back into coaching high school here to see like oh wait hey wait wait a minute this club or this uh, school was in our division last year why are they not here anymore oh well they had a tough last you know few seasons and so they moved down which is kind of nice because even, yeah. even for those teams that are losing you know you know eventually you're going to kind of be able to level yourself back off and figure out what to do and you know, maybe rebuild. And like you said, it, it's awesome to reward programs that continually, you know, keep doing well to, to move up, like you said, so that you can get you know, a little more recognition, play a little bit better teams. Cause you know, like you said, if you're on the bubble of division one and two, you know, and you got a small school from East County maybe, or, you know, further out in San Diego County, that's got a boys team, you know, you're probably not wanting to, you know, have them come out to your gym so that you can just get it easy. W or, or drive all the way out there to, to play them. But, you know, if, if they know they can be moving up, then, you know, you're maybe more likely to, to take that on. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. What I like about it too, is like, it reminds me of like the BCS football, you know, with their numbers. Cause like, honestly, like when I got hired to be a head coach, like I'm not gonna lie, I knew nothing about it. And it wasn't my job yet to know not, mm-hmm. anything about it. But once I like started studying it, there is an art to scheduling because 
if you have a good grip on the on the county, you could be like, all right, this team's going to win a lot of games. They're actually a lower Division two team, but they're going to, by the time the season's done, they're going to be one of the top Division two teams. And there, there's, like I said, an art to it. And you're trying to get as many points that you can get because it affects your seeding in the playoffs if you're a playoff caliber team. And then if you do it right, you can get a ton of home matches. Like that's another thing too, like – San Diego rewards that. Like if you do your schedule right and you set up everything right and you win a lot of games, you just get home game, home game, home game, home game in playoffs. And like, I kind of like that, you know, because there are more coaches often than not that do what I just said and they really study it and they, but there are, you know, it is what it is. There's some coaches that are just like, let's just roll out the schedule, see what happens. And San Diego tends to uh, reward those programs that really have thought out their schedule. And so it, it's fun. Hence why I want this season to go, you know, right yeah. now I'm sitting there looking and even though we're, I'm talking, we're doing COVID and we got to do all this and it's all about the kids just playing. And, and I think more than ever, just getting them on the floor and competing. I, I get that. I don't want to shy away from that. Yeah. But if there's whistles yeah. in the ref's mouth and there's a ball and we're competing, we might as well try to win, you know, yeah. too. So um, I think there's still going to be that art to the schedule a little bit, too. So I, I'm really looking forward to it. I, fingers crossed that it happens. And I, I, I actually think we'll be a good source of coverage uh, if we continue to do what we say, and just kind of highlight some teams and go over weekly top tens and we can also just do that on our Instagram too as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We definitely will. So yeah, I want people to be looking for that. And um, to go back to that just real quick with the rankings, I think it, you know, football is always kind of the, the big sport. Like you said, it was kind of the driving force behind things get started, but I really like it for football in terms of, uh, you know, the, how you can move up and down divisions because it does reward schools that are really good at football, you know, an opportunity to really play the, the top other high schools around um, you know, you're not, you're not stuck kind of back playing just other small high schools. So it's um, you know, in that aspect with the, with it being kind of the biggest sport driving a lot of stuff um, I think that rankings, you know, and moving up and down divisions is a, is a great way to go about it. And I, it would be nice to see other places adopt that more. And, and I'd be curious really to know if, if other States have have systems like that or, or how unique, you know, San Diego really is. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool. I I honestly have had some really good discussion with a ton of coaches about it. And the first, the only flaw I had is like, what if all of a sudden you got maybe a transfer, or a few good freshmen, and you were in Division Three, and all of a sudden like you were just powerhouse because you know those things happen. Yeah. Then I thought about it. I'm like, look, then just win your division. Yeah. You know, and like sometimes you might have a really senior heavy team. You might win the division, go to division one, and then all your seniors leave and you might have a tough year. But like, it's like what's unique, though, too, to mention, you can look at your season so many different ways. Like you could have I like to look at them in three parts. Like I'm like, all right, we got our non-season our, our, and that's the beginning of the year. We got our season. What's fascinating about the division that my team's in they're all in different divisions. Like Santa Fe Christian is division four. We're division two Pacific Ridge at one point was division one. We were division two Santa Fe was division three. 
And in our conference, it's when we've been fortunate, we've had a lot of teams go to the CIF finals for division two. So my point is, is like our divisions very, our, our conference is very uh, competitive, but what's cool too is like someone like Santa Fe can play us and then they can go to division four and then we can like root with them like crazy when they make the playoffs, you know? So it's like, you know, um, maybe Santa Fe in our conference, maybe their goal isn't necessarily to win the conference every year. Cause they're like, look, we got Pacific Ridge there division one, but we're going to do our best. We're going to, we're going to get better through conference and then we're going to get placed in the division four playoffs. So I kind of think there's a lot of ways you can look at how we do it. And if you don't like a certain way, what's going on, just like, then try to win your league Santa Fe and then try to prove that you're a division one team or if that's too hard, then go win division four playoffs. So I I think there's a lot of different ways to have success and push success. And that's why I think it's so cool. So, yeah. I mean, I I think that's, it's a nice rewarding factor that you have kind of lingering out there. And like you said, it kind of, it does make coaches who really want to have that as a motivating factor, think about their schedule a little bit, not just, you know, kind of anybody who calls them say, sure, we're going to play you. Um, think it out a little yeah. bit more. And, or just play the, or just play this school that's five minutes away. Yeah. You know, like, and there's something to that too. Know, it's like, nice to build some rival rivalries that are close, but it's, it's also yeah. good to go to different parts of the County. And, um, you know, I, one of one of my most memorable memorable games was uh, going up to a school in North County. My first year coaching JV, and um, just kind of the different atmosphere. They seemed so much more. I mean, we had great fans, and it would be full with with like parents, but not always a lot of um, student spectators. But man, we went up there, and this is just a preseason out of league game, and uh, you know, JV and freshmen playing, and you know, there were a lot of students in the stands as well as parents, and. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun to be, you know, coaching and having those girls play in that environment. It's just, it's different than, you know, kind of having your parents and a couple friends sprinkled in there and the varsity team kind of cheering for you. You had, you know, they had actually like a big group of fans there really going after it. So there's something about, I mean, club, there's this advantage. I'm a club coach too. You get to travel, you get to go on planes, you get to, play the best teams in the country, some of the best coaches, like that's really cool too. There is something though about high school where you have this like community, you know, and, and these kids have gone to school for four or five years. They've gone to middle school and the families go on vacations together and they're really, really good friends. And um, then you got this like whole like tradition, you know, um, yeah. of the school. So anyways, I, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope it's a go. And yeah, uh, yeah I'm yeah. glad we're going to cover some of the high school season. That'll be fun. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks so much for being on, you know, today. And I'm glad we can make this work and um, we'll, we'll get this out there. And um, yeah, look for, for more information on Instagram about San Diego volleyball. And um, we'll try and keep you guys updated with, you know, COVID, you know, Kevin is right there in all these meetings and he'll keep passing along information that he can. And um you know, again, we're on Instagram at Valuable Coaching, YouTube, subscribe to us on Valuable Coaching, and you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, and we look forward to uh, bringing you guys more content next week.